what is up, Burn Your Boats fam? So, here we are. Uh, it is super late. I'm behind schedule on everything this week. And it's, uh, it's, been, <laughs> it's been a glorious uh, whirlwind of events. And I'll tell you what. The, the type of stress that this brings on is awesome. <laughs> it is it is incredible. I I couldn't be happier to be to have put myself in a position where where I'm pushed and uh, I feel like I'm being stretched. Now I I do have to take a moment and and really refine my lines of effort because I've I've put myself out there on a lot of different things and I feel like I'm not able to give a lot of the things that I'm doing the full attention and energy that they require in order for them to grow and for them to be able to turn into what it is they they could be. Um, so there's going to be some realignment. There's going to be some realignment with the show. Um, and none of this is to take away from the show. If anything, it's to, it's to let you know that I'm, I'm doubling, tripling down on the show. And I'm, I'm going to have to cut some other things out uh, on the other side, on the other aspects of my life. Um, looking at reworking some of the, the weekly schedules, um, potentially to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of situation with Friday shows specifically to those in the group. Well, I'll figure it out. Um, for the time being, it'll still be Too Easy Tuesdays, and that's what you get Wednesdays, even though yesterday's Too Easy Tuesday came out today. Um, I was worried. It was not from a lack of effort. It was from a lack of planning <laughs> and, and some poor execution. But uh, by and large, it was... Um, it was I was overcoming some technical difficulties and, and I got it out first thing Wednesday morning. It's <laughs> a little late, but it's it's there for you guys. So I apologize. Uh, I will be more consistent for you moving forward. And so today, it, but I say that, but today I'm I'm recording this on Wednesday at 7:46. So the likelihood that you're going to get this on Wednesday is probably not great. <laughs> probably not too fantastic. I'll try. I'll do my best. So, to the point, what are we doing here today? What are we, what are we talking about? Today, I am, it's, we're, we're bouncing back to the logical fallacies, and I, we did ad hominems, ad hominems last week, uh, which is essentially, you're attacking the person instead of the argument. So I figured, what better way to transition and, and to, to go into week two of that's what you get um, with the the theme of logical fallacies and how to overcome, how to identify those and to overcome them so that you're not inhibiting your own success. Uh, what what better way to do that than to kind of hit the kind of like the polar opposite um, of of an ad hominem, and that is it's kind of there's kind of two there's there's if this is the other side of the coin then this is. There are halves of this side of the coin, I guess, if you will. <laughs> it's a three-sided die. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but it's appeal to authority and argument from authority. Those those are the logical fallacies to look out for. And now this is... I appreciate this one because as I was uh, being taught this before and as I was diving in and doing some more research into them now to make sure that I had a firm grasp on the, the nuance of it, I, 
I appreciate the fact that this one is you have to live in the nuance with this. You can't you can't hear the cues that indicate that you are hearing uh, an appeal to authority or an appeal from authority and go that's a logical fallacy. Um, you can't that like I'm not going to listen anymore because that's that's obviously not uh, that's not going to be true. It's going to be it's going to be fallacious. So I'm I'm out. Uh, I reject all of your arguments from there on out. You can't you can't do that. You can't do that with this. So so let's let's dive into it. what is we'll break it down in halves, right? So uh, the first half we'll talk about uh, appeal to authority. So this is when you are trying to sell an idea or you're in a debate and having a conversation. Again, a lot of these are. Uh, the logical fallacies are built upon the idea of of communicating with somebody and trying usually trying to convince somebody of something. Um, and so in this case, you're you're having a conversation with someone, and if they're appealing to authority, it means that instead of coming to you with facts about whatever it is that you're arguing about or whatever it is that you're you're conversing about, they they uh, they use an external source to prove to to provide justification and to uh, firm up their the foundation of their argument, and so they're using an authority figure uh, in that regard. And so authority isn't in this regard doesn't have to do with um, power. Um, if we're thinking about like hierarchies. Of, of selection for authority here, it's not through power, so it's not it wouldn't be uh, police or somebody that has that can implement force. Uh, the authority here is um, uh, somebody who's who's highly intelligent or knowledgeable in the field of study. You think right, and it's and really that's where it comes into play when I'm talking about like you can't always say that just because somebody's appealing to authority that they're wrong. So an example that I heard. When, uh, that I read when I was diving into this was basically they, they laid out uh, a scenario where like two kids are hanging out in, uh, and, and playing at recess or whatever and one of them says oh uh, there's they're talk for some reason they're talking about space because you know that's what kids do and, and I did it so it's not, it's not too far off base I remember I remember talking about space and all that fun stuff as a kid uh, still now to this day so <laughs> but the so <laughs> to the point the one kid says to the other, he says, oh, there's, it's too hot on Venus for life to exist. It's too hot for life to exist on Venus. On Venus. So one kid, he's, look, he's looking at his friend, you know, with that, with the state of disbelief, like, mm, I don't know, uh, seems like, like, how, how could you know, and what if there is, and we don't know, and, and just being a contrarian, you know, and, uh. And it, so the boy, the friend, the initial speaker was, he looks at him and he, he sees the, the state of disbelief and he's like, well, that's, you know, I talked to my dad and that's what my dad said. And so instantly from this, I think that this is a good way for everyone to, to get synced in with a solid example of what it, and of what this looks like, what an appeal to authority looks like. And, and an easy way to identify one that exists that we could discount very quickly. Um, or so we think, right? And so I think we've so, some people are quick to dismiss 
based on the fact that uh, he, he referenced his dad. So the the thing that's missing here is is more information, right? And so the 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 second kid, you know, who's dismissive in the country and looks at him, he's like, okay, so your dad said it. What does your dad know? Um, and so the the idea, the premise of this kind of takes two different um, two different. The idea here takes it takes two different tacks, right? So one would be. Oh, my dad's a planetary scientist. Uh, he's an astrophysicist. Uh, you're like, oh, crap. Okay, well, there's there's legitimate authority there um, because he is not. He is studied in the field, and his expertise is acknowledged through external sources, um, like uh, degrees and certifications, and and and, jo and the job that he holds. And everything to the point where uh, it's justifiable, right? His his position of authority is justifiable, and the the contrarian child may be within a reason to accept this now. To accept like, oh, okay, maybe there's not life. Um, or there's also the idea of of going down a, a different. Um, there's an idea of going down a different. A different road with it then so it's like okay well what let's break down the question um what what are we talking about right so uh life existing on another planet at temperatures that are significantly higher than here okay well how what are we using to define life um and is a planetary scientist a good judge of deciding whether or not life could exist under certain other conditions other than what we know about on earth would is anybody would anybody be a good judge of that um that starts to go into the a similar argument um premise that we won't dive into but a similar one that essentially says uh you know would the pope be a good authority on discussing the details or um what happens after you die you know would would he would he be a solid authority figure for to determine that and and to reference if you're having a conversation with someone oh when you die i think this is gonna happen well i listened to the pope and the pope wrote this thing and he said this so that you you start to enter into a world when when nobody knows when nobody has the current information on that you enter into a world of uh, ambiguity uh, that's, that makes it much harder to answer. But basically, that's what this, what this thinking does, what identifying logical fallacies do, is it, it, it puts your mind in a, different, in a different frame where you're able to look at these problems differently and, and, and approach them in a more uh, diligent and careful manner rather than allowing this to happen and one of the significant parts about this, uh, we had mentioned it last week, um, but one of the really significant parts about logical fallacies, one, it, it's like I said, it's it's important to identify when these things come up, um, when other people are, <laughs> when other people are using, because when other people are using them, because if 
if you see somebody using it and, and it doesn't it doesn't line up right, um, you know that you can you can ask more questions, find out more information, and, and you can make better decisions rather than using uh, an appeal to authority that is not a good not a good solid authority um, as like an anchor point for a large decision that you need to make, uh, whether it be in your personal life or in a business or whatever the case may be. Um, so. Another basic, basically the, the when I was reading reading this, the other way that this could go is that the the child responds and he's like, "Oh, my dad looked it up on a website." Okay, well, that leads into a thousand more questions, right? Like, oh, okay, well, what website did he get it on? Where is the where was this website source from? Was it NASA? Uh, was it? Um, somebody's blog page, who's the person that wrote the blog, and, and you, you start to dive into this, and when you, usually the person that is conversing on the matter, because they've they've already went to the appeal to authority, they they won't have that information, and it's going to it's gonna kind of cut it off right there, uh, and in the sense that you're going to be able to redirect the conversation in a way that goes back to facts that you have at hand, or looking for more information and re re-engaging the the topic at another time when more time has been able to put into research for it. Obviously that's not the case between these two children on the playground. This is going back to your life and when you're trying to plan out the next six months of your business or the next six years of your business or you're trying to plan the vacation with your kids this summer or you're trying to um figure out what to uh where where to go on vacation and what and what school you should send your kids to and and this all of that stuff um, when you're able to identify logical fallacies that people are using you're like oh, okay like that sounds cool I could send my kids to that school but like you appealed to the authority of uh, a teacher who teaches at that school like like oh I I have a I have a friend he's the principal and I got this other friend and she she's uh, is the superintendent for the district, and they they both say that this school is fantastic. Well, okay, well they both have, like what what are the chances that the principal at the school that you're talking to is going to be like, yep, this school's awful, just terrible. I would never send my kids here to the school that I'm a principal of. He's his own ego is dependent on <laughs> uh, the quality of the school. So of course that person he's he has an innate bias to. To give you that information. So these are the types of things you have to consider when you hear appeals to authority. Again, like I said, an appeal to authority is not an indication that something is fallacious. It's it's a chance for you to to think. Really like there should be a like a um like a kind of a flag that goes, not like I don't want you to think of it as like a negative thing, like oh a red flag, like something's off here. But it's basically like a cue, just like something I want it to spark up so you hear somebody appeal to authority and then you think like, does that match? Right? Does does that authority match with the conversation that we're having? And so so I, I was just sitting here thinking like, okay, well what what are some what are some examples of, of authorities that we can rely upon? So uh, imagine Jeff Bezos does a live free webinar for everyone where he discusses the strategies uh, involved with mass distribution of, of goods across international uh, or, or transcontinental services, you know. Um, uh, yeah, 
that's a that's probably the single best authority on that, right? So, um, if we're talking to James Mattis, the former Secretary of Defense, and and uh, with a long list history of amazing service as a Marine, uh, as a Marine Corps officer, um, if he's discussing strategies on how to conduct a raid, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, okay, that's probably we could lead. I could appeal to that authority, like so if I'm teaching somebody how to conduct a raid and I'm referencing a uh, strategy that Mattis has used. That's, that is an appeal to uh, authority that is contextually uh, consistent with what we're doing. Um, if I'm getting swimming tips from Michael Phelps, right? Like, that's that's what I'm talking about. So, but you take the same people, and so imagine uh, Michael Phelps is giving you tips on, uh, on how to start your business or how to trade stocks. You're like, um, yeah, so, like, Michael Phelps is really successful, and trained really hard and and competed at high levels under high stress does that translate to how to trade stocks does it translate how to start a business i don't i don't know like it doesn't seem so you can you can start to question i'm like okay well what does did did michael phelps start a business and then you can start asking questions that's the cue the cue is to ask more questions to to piece it together and not to go off presumptions of good or bad um, that's, I think that's a, that's something I want to, I want to sure up to here is that, uh, we don't automatically dismiss something that is, uh, within the realm of logical fallacies that, you know, it, it, it's not to call somebody out or to make somebody feel like crap because they're doing it. It's a chance. It should, it should bring to light the opportunity for you to ask questions and to get more information. Um, and to help you, because when you do that, then you can help guide that person to come along with you. And when you're working together and you're finding out the information together, then the path that you go on moving forward is is more cohesive and you're working as a team rather than you disparaging somebody that is either working for you, working with you uh, on a project um, or your spouse, you know, um, that's the, you can, without tact and without being aware of this, you can really damage those relationships so it's a very important not just to know these logical fallacies um, but to approach them with care when you do come across them um, so the next thing that I wanted to get into was the or the second part of this it was just the argument from authority and so arguments from authority so now instead of you and me as laymen, having a conversation and appealing and, and you, me using some external source as an expert or as an authority and bringing their, their intellect in to bolster up my argument. This is, this is directly from them to you, right? So again, this is, uh, this can be absolutely relevant. Like there's a reason that we, that we have to think about this and we have to identify it as something to avoid and that it's not natural because we get appeals from uh, people in authority all the time. And a lot of the time, they're really good and really helpful. Your doctor tells you not to smoke. That's a that, that's solid. Solid advice from somebody in the field that is aware of the risks and has done has gone through years and years and years of uh, medical school and they're able to, to firmly tell you that smoking is bad for you. Um, and that given that smoking is, you know, 
something that we're all familiar with now, but but even so, like it had to start there initially when everyone thought that smoking was okay. So an appeal from from authority in that case was extremely positive. Um, and so when when I went into the Michael Phelps stuff and the stuff before that, that's a lot of that is if if they were giving that advice versus me trying to bring up stuff that they had said to you, like if Michael Phelps had done that, had had given a class on how to start a business, and I referenced the class that I went to for him, that would be an appeal to authority versus if I heard it, if I was the person, when I was in that class, before I gave it to you, I was getting the appeal from authority. That's why the, the, these are intertwined and they're very much the same. And so, again, it's if if the person is, if it makes sense contextually, then awesome, right? But if it doesn't, that's when you got that's when you got to start and you got to ask questions. And so some of the ways that these are incongruent, like you'll see it very uh, frequently with like sports, sports people, uh, a, a retired NFL player will be tr convincing you that here, this is a perfect one. The one I, I had thought about was life insurance. Like, oh, a football player has life insurance. I, I was just trying to think of two things that don't connect, right? And, and that makes sense. But this actually, uh, this was interesting. This is they, they tried to connect the dots here. So I listened to a commercial with about divorce attorneys, and they brought on Barry Sanders. And for those that don't know who Barry Sanders is, Barry Sanders was one of the most elusive, amazing, all-star running backs in the NFL who played for the Detroit Lions and was just, he was a phenomenal football player. But then he's in this commercial, like, talking about, oh, you should hire these people if you're a man and you want a, you want a divorce attorney. These guys are great. And so you're like, ah, does that make sense? And then they try to sync it up. They try to give you the context. He says, I went through a divorce and... I, I wish that I would have known about these guys then because then I would have been taken care of. So, again, he did. you can't even reference back and say that he had used them. What he's trying to do is be able to, to, to meet you in the middle and say, I've gone through what you're going through. So he creates a relationship with you and saying, you're considering a divorce. I got divorced. It was rough. I, had, I did not have a good attorney now, but I've gone through it and I have this knowledge now. And now I can, I've sat down and talked to these guys and based off what they're telling me and what I see them do, then I, I can, um, I can make that recommendation to you that you should go with them. So that's, it's not a bad way for them marketing wise to, to use that rather than just him being on there like, I'm Barry Sanders and I think that these guys do great business. They're great guys. I've talked to them and they're fantastic. They actually tried to bring in. They tried to make that connection, and it's still loose, and there are still questions to be asked there. But it is a—that's a good acknowledgement of them that there is. The, it's a way for them to overcome the uh, the, ob the obvious obstacle, and it's uh, it's called like addressing the elephant in the room when it comes to uh, trying to overcome obstacles with people when you're when you're marketing. Um, and so some some people won't like you'll see uh, a dude who used to play in the NFL selling cars, and like oh, okay. Like in a car commercial. Okay. Yeah, you buy cars. And so now you work at the, you sell for the, you're promoting a car dealership, like a used car dealership. It's weird. It's weird. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't click. Um, so, and then you see actresses using 
uh, going on commercials for for things like uh, Maybelline or like like these uh, baseline like Walmart store brand makeup stuff. You know, like when is the last time you put on makeup yourself and that you ever actually used this brand? And do you even know the brand that you use? And you're like calling it by name, like, oh yeah, this is the one that I use, and that's just wonderful. <laughs> okay, that's great. Like, and so, but it's it's again. It's a chance for you to ask questions and to, do, and to do more research. And the more... The interesting part of it is that the more connection that you have with a person, um, the more likely you are to to grant them that level of authority where you're going to take their word for it. So if you were a big Detroit Lions fan and you heard Barry Sanders and like you watched him growing up as a kid and you're like, this guy's amazing, or as, even as an adult, like this guy's amazing... Uh, and then you heard this commercial, you're like, oh, gosh, you know. Actually, there's, there would be some consternation there because he left early and it made a lot of Detroit fans mad. But um, that's that's neither here nor there. That's, <laughs> that's an inside football business. Um, but no, so, so when we're talking about this and we're thinking about logical fallacies and we're talking about appeals to authority and appeals from authority, and um, why, why, am I, why would I bring that on the show why would we discuss it here and it's it, it has to do with you living a life of abundance and you making decisions that increase abundance in your life and, and allow you to live even greater even better than you are today how does this apply? How, how do we? How do I? How do I marry that up? How we? How do we marry up the content of what we talked about today with this logical fallacy with that idea? Um, it's it, if you have if you have that New Year's resolution and, and you're you're trying to start your own thing, you're you're starting your own group, you're starting a a, a running group, or you're starting a, a book reading group, or whatever the case may be, you're starting this. Uh, uh, you're starting your own business. You're selling a product. You came up with an idea and you want to, and you're selling it. Um, as you're deciding very important things with this business, uh, with these group, with your family, like I talked about, if you're deciding where your kids are going to go to school, you're saying where you're going to go on vacation. If you're uh, figuring out if you want to expand the business, where do you want to expand to? Should you hire more people? What type of people should you hire? Um, you are going to be looking, you're going to be having conversations with people that you're already partnering up with or people that you trust. And so um, even there, you're, start, you're appealing to friendships and to those relationships for advice. Uh, and then you can start lean, looking outward and you start looking at people who have been successful in your, in your industry, hopefully, right? Because those are appeals to authority, um, and you're looking for some, for an argument from authority on who, when you should hire or whatever the case may be. But maybe you're not looking at... If you're trying to decide between three different overseas vacations and you talk to Jenny down the hallway at work and she's like, oh, I went to this, I went to this place on your list and it was absolutely glorious. You should definitely go there. Like, oh, that's great. That's awesome. But like... What do you know about the other two places? Oh, I've never been there, but I've been to... I've been to... Uh, Nepal, and it's just, it's so amazing, you have to go, and you're like, cool, yeah, I'm gonna go to Nepal, but like, okay, well, so you're just gonna throw 
Singapore out the window, and you're going to throw France out the window because Jenny went to Nepal. That doesn't make any sense, right? So you got to ask, like, okay, that's cool. That's a positive review, and I can take that data. I can use it to help formulate my my decision, but I have to take into consideration that Julie's only traveled once outside of the States, and it was there. Right? And she, in her particular circumstances, she had a good time. But what what is Julie's good time? What does that mean? I don't know. Did I call her Jenny at first? What? Whatever. The gal down the hall. So, did she... Did she... Is her definition of a good time the same as mine? Does she want to go out to dinner and, like, have nice slow mornings and take a walk in the park? And am I looking to go uh, spend time climbing the mountains and, and going out in the wilderness and exploring and, and being more active... Uh, maybe then, like, that doesn't add up, you know, that, like, it does, it's not compatible, um, her authority on Nepal is not relevant to me, because her expertise resides around the coffee shops and the restaurants, and I don't give a crap about that, you know, per se, like, whatever, whatever the case may be, if that's the case, but it's just, that's more information that you need to identify, and that you have to, you have to clear up, otherwise, you're setting yourself up for failure, and, and so that's the case in your personal life, in your kid's future, in your business, in your future, if you if you're not diligent with the information that's coming in, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Again, like I talked about yesterday, uh, or potentially today, <laughs> depending on how all of this plays out. Uh, you you are if you're not accounting for this and you're not making yourself aware of these fallacies that are out there, and you're not you're not taking action uh, to prevent them from interfering or, or to be able to identify them so you can ask more questions, then you are planning to fail. So failing to plan for the the inevitability that people will bring logical fallacies up to into your existence when they're trying to, to convince you of something, if you don't plan for that, then you are planning to fail and you will make choices that may not be good for you moving forward. And so if you don't do that, those bad choices are what you get. That's what you get. Here we are back at 2020. I love you guys so much. I'm so happy that you're here and I will see you here again next time.